Attention listeners, the MFAP podcast features adult language and numerous spoilers. Listener discretion advised. Today on the MFAP podcast, we watch 2018's Ready Player One. So watch out for Chucky and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. What's up, everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Can I start that over? (laughs) No, no, I'm putting that in. Ah, fuck you. We're live now. All right. Let's go. Okay. This is the Movies from A to B podcast, better known as the MFAB podcast. As always, I am your host, Aaron, joined by Gavin. Wow. (laughs) God damn it. This is going to be awesome. (laughs) You always always say joined by, used to say, and with me as well is, yeah. We'll change it up next time. Yeah, we'll see. It always just throws me off because I'm so used to the routine and. <laughs> so what are we here for, Aaron? We are here to discuss a movie, and it's an A movie week. So it was my choice this week, and this is one um, I've been excited to talk about for a long time. Me as well. I've been very yes. excited for this. Uh, I have to actually thank Gavin for getting me interested in this movie slash book. Um, Did I get you to read the book? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. So, uh, of course, we're talking about 2018's Ready Player One. It is directed by Steven Spielberg, and it stars Ty Sheridan, Olivia Cook, and Ben Mendelsohn, uh, along with a bunch of other people, but those are the three big ones. Yeah, big names. Yeah. Um, yeah, so as I was saying, I'm pretty sure you were the one that told me to read this book. Um, well, I know we both read it. I, I... Not sure if I recommended it to you or not. You definitely did, because I think I had gotten it in a loot crate box. Oh and yeah, just kind of so let I... it just kind of let it sit there, and then you were like, "Read that fucking book; it's so good." And yeah, yeah, could not is. could not put it down. It's so, a page turner, not like Armada. The book after that, yeah, I think I got to like the last couple chapters before I stopped reading it. Okay, yeah. it's not bad. It's just. Not the same. Not the same, you know? yeah. yeah. And you'll see what we mean by not the same. This is a very, I think, unique book. and um, uh, It's going to be a lot of fun to talk about this. We were super excited for this movie to come out back in the day, and now we get a chance to talk about it. So, Yeah. So, so let's get into it. Let's get into this, yeah. Before we do, just like we said, this is based off the book, Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. If you all want to check that out, highly, highly recommend the book. So, anyways... Setting Columbus 2045, The Stacks. In Ohio. He talks about it like, oh, it's a bustling, you know, you know, after all the gas the dried corn, up. and The corn syrup wars? Yeah, corn syrup <laughs> wars and all that shit. I think in the book it was uh, all the gas pretty much dried out. So fucking uh, they were just stuck wherever they were. Yeah. And that's when the stacks were built. Yeah, the stacks are basically mobile homes stacked on top of each other because trailer homes yeah <laughs> trashy uh, and we meet our main character wade watts who lives in the stacks looks pretty depressed and he starts to tell us about uh these guys james halliday and ogden morrow gregarious games and the oasis which will be oasis the primary setting for this movie the oasis 
I mean, I'll try to do my best to describe it. It's it's an immersive VR game. That yeah, it's, it's essentially what Meta is right now, kind of. Yeah, but just imagine or what Meta is trying to be. Yeah, that you can do anything you want, be anybody you want in here, and you you feel it too. You get these different suits that you can feel things and. There's literally no limits to what you can do in the Oasis. Your imagination is the limits. Well, it's pretty much their entire lives because yeah. they work in the Oasis. They fucking, you Go know, to school in the Oasis. Everything except for shitting, eating, and sleeping is done in the Oasis. Yes. Yeah. Like they, that scene where he's taking you through the Oasis, you're like, you could climb the pyramids or climb a mountain with Batman, or you can go surfing down the pyramids. There's yeah. even a whole planet that's a casino where you can lose all your money and other things hey, <laughs> <show>. <laughs> yeah. prostitutes essentially you Which, can get whores this Virtual is a whores. this is a pg-13 movie if this was an r-rated movie it would be so much dirtier because you know oh god 90 of the oasis has got to be fucking just just porn and fucking <laughs> just the hub on steroids yeah this is pretty much so so yeah, Wade introduces us to his avatar, Parzival, and his best friend in the game, H. H. Uh, which oh well. is always weird because it's spelled A-E-C-H. Yeah, yeah. I, I never, when I read the book, I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to be pronouncing this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same way. I, and I think when we saw the movie, he was like, this is my buddy H. And I was like, that's how you say it. <laughs> ah, shit. Um, and then there's Daito and Sho couple other characters that they like kind of talk to us about what's going on in the oasis there's these things called artifacts that are essential into helping you find the egg which these artifacts are all based off you know pop culture shit yeah so that's the huge draw of this book and movie is the um pop culture references yeah, this 80s. is like a wet dream of fucking everything 80s. Yes, and we'll get to it at the end. But the creator of the Oasis, James Halliday, died and basically left uh, an Easter egg in the game. And like there's one that no one's ever found, you know? Yeah, there's three keys. You have to find each key to unlock the next clue. Once you get all three keys, first person to do it wins the oasis and his fortune of 500 billion dollars yeah and they get to control what happens with everything you know which is this is the world economy essentially is this oasis yeah um and it's been five years since he died nobody has found the first key and that's where our story starts i want to point out how whimsical (laughs) fucking halliday looked while he was doing his little uh you know telling everybody about the egg yeah because it was just like the actor did a very good job as yes. Halliday. I, I was going to say like the casting and the performance of, let's see, who played Halliday? Let me get that up here. Mark Rylance? Okay. Yeah, Mark Rylance. That was James Halliday. <laughs> the way he's described in the book and the way he brings him to the screen is just perfect. He's, yeah, uh, it's absolutely perfect. It's spot on. Like, yeah. Very, very introverted, nerdy, 
possible, you know, on the spectrum a little bit. Um, still goofy, you know, yeah. like aware yes. of his what's going on, you know. Yeah, uh, just great performance by him. Um, so yeah, we find uh, Parzival entering the Oasis and going to the race, the first. Key. Oh well, he explains, you know, who Gunters are, oh, which okay. are egg hunters. Yep. And then we kind of see the IOI guys, which are essentially a corporation that just want to find the eggs so they have control of everything. You know, they're they, in it for the money, essentially. They are the evil, and all the people that work for them are called Sixers. Yeah. And we meet Nolan. Yep. Nolan Sargento. 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 Cheese, you know? Yeah. Sorrento. Nolan Sorrento. All right. Um, the first key is this race that nobody's ever completed. Um, and it's a race basically through the streets of New York and, um, you fight T-Rexes and fucking King Kong and there's traps everywhere. It's fucking badass. Yep. And you get to see all these little, little Easter eggs in the background too. Like every, like Parzival's car is the DeLorean and And fucking, we meet a character we meet. She has uh, a Kira's bike, which are kind of those bike from Akira. Yep. Which is badass. And that's uh the character I've always wanted that bike. I seriously when uh my bio dad was talking about uh he said he wanted to build me a bike way back and I was like I want this one. And he's like (laughs) that's not gonna happen. Nice. Um the character that rides that is Artemis. She will play a big part in the story. Um so the race begins it's just you know it's pure mayhem people crashing or whatever and dying which is called zeroing out because you go back to start yeah you lose all your coin you lose everything yep and then you gotta start from zero which is kind of fucked up yep um wade or parzival seems to be doing a good job but as you get closer to the end you can kind of tell you just you're not gonna get past king kong yeah kong's gonna fuck you and gonna get that big monkey dick right in your ass (laughs) he stops right before he can get wrecked by him artemis is zooming up and he's like she's not gonna make it either so he kind of saves her yeah he stops her from zeroing out so it's nice of him you know yeah but in the process her bike gets fucking totaled you know but don't worry because age can fix it so we go back i wanted to point out one thing when they first walk into h's uh workshop what is it yeah workshop there we go Mm -hmm. when they first walk into there in the background just one little easter egg i saw that i wanted to point out was uh you see peewee's bike from peewee's big adventure yes yep you (laughs) see peewee's bike and it's filled with just different vehicles from pop culture like oh yeah like uh, battlestar galactica fucking oh wasn't there was a uh, rv in there wasn't that walter white's rv from breaking bad i could have been i don't think i saw that one the the beauty of this movie is just Sitting there and watching the background, seeing like, oh, look at that, oh, look at look that. At, yeah. oh, I remember that. <laughs> it's it's a nostalgia movie. I mean, yeah. The the big thing you notice in his in H's workshop is the Iron Giant that he's building. Um, so uh, he fixes up her bike. Cool, cool. Wade is clearly just got a boner for her. Yeah. We cut back to real world. We see his real life that he lives with his aunt and her shitbag boyfriend. Yeah. It's just a sad and depressing world. It's super abusive home life, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, aggressively. Like, he literally gets, like, laid out by this, like, boyfriend, you know? Because yep. he 
had her gloves, I think, was it? Yep. He took her haptic gloves, yeah. Yeah, so he zeroed out, so, you know, his whole world collapsed, so he fucking takes it out by beating a kid. Yep. Real nice, real nice. So Wade's... Which, which, that part's actually, you know, more true to the books. Yeah. The amount of depressing, like, real-life shit. Yeah. When they're not inside the Oasis. Do you want to discuss that at the end, the differences between the book? I mean... I'm just going to kind of piece them in as we go. Okay. Okay. All right. So after this, Wade's just kind of like, I got to really figure this shit out. This is, I've had enough. It's so yeah. <laughs> he goes to the archives in the Oasis, which Halliday has every memory, everything he ever did in his life as a fucking viewable archive. So yeah, which I don't know how the fuck you get do that. You know, <laughs> I'm just going to, you know, record video from my childhood. <laughs> uh, well, We'll see. Uh, the Oasis was developed in 2027, so five years away from that. Was it 2027? Yeah. Okay. Because I thought that's when... Uh, wasn't Wade born then? I'm pretty sure he was born in 2027. Okay. So I, I know... know the, I do yeah. remember in the movie, like, it, our present time hasn't actually reached when the Oasis was made yet. Yeah. So it's coming. But It's on its way. Um, he looks at this one clip and finally realizes something that seems so just right there in front of you that how can it take you five years to even attempt this? And he has the, the hint to go backwards. Yeah, because in the memory, Holiday just wants to go back to when everything was like it was. You yeah. know? So We I did see. meet the curator, too, by the way. Yes, the curator. Who, uh, Who's kind of a snarky fucking British dick. Yeah, he's like a robot. Yeah. Just, you know, shows you around the archives. So the next race, Wade's going to try this shit out. Just floors it in reverse. And the fall, like, Yeah, the floor like falls out and fucking he goes onto this backwards track where he's like watching the entire race from like under it. Yep. Which is really cool. He doesn't have to go through any of these obstacles or whatever. But King Kong can still see him. And he's pissed because he's like, oh, I can't get that guy. Yeah. And yeah, Wade uh, goes in reverse, wins the race, finds the first key. And uh, he's got I don't know why I put it, but after after he finds the first key, I just put 101 dicks. Yeah, there. Yep, that's what I have. The, uh, the I, There's an IOI meeting with Sorrento. We kind of see his true intentions is uh, yeah, why he wants it. They want to sell ad space. And yeah, it's he's evil. Yeah. Um, but along with winning the key, uh, money! Gets shit tons of money. <laughs> so he goes on a shopping spree. Goes on a buying spree. Yeah. Um, he buys a, buys a Zemeckis cube. The hand grenade, and then he buys the X1 haptic boot suit. Yeah. Which is like, we'll get to that. In a, a, we'll see how that uh, plays out in a future scene here. No. Yeah. Um, after that, we kind of shoot over to Nolan meeting I Rock I for rock. the first time. I yes. dash Rock. Yes, my name's I Rock because I Rock. Yeah, <laughs> um, such a douche move. He's basically a merc. It's kind of hired gun in the Oasis, yeah. and uh, voiced by T.J. Miller. Yes, did a great job. Um, he has the orb of Asavox, which Sorrento wants to use at a later time. A and level also- ninety-nine artifact. Yeah. And he also wants him to uh, take care of Parzival. 
So yeah, since he's the got the first key, just kill him. You know, yep. get yep. rid of him. Zero him out. So we could we have a scene with uh, Artemis, H, Daito, and Show all find the key, and they have the second clue. Um, Artie, I'm gonna call Artemis Artie. Artie yeah. and Z. They uh, meet at this like library, and she gives him a disguise because everybody knows who he is now, and they're never. Oh, I love this scene too because she was uh, Goro from Mortal Kombat, yeah. Yeah. and then like once they get into like this hidden area, like straight up like chest burster from Alien. <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> she's. I love how she's got like the hand puppet, and she makes the mouth like with her mouth. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, they do more research for the second clue. Um, they go to a scene of James Halliday and Maro talking about Karen slash Kira. Kira, yeah. Yep. Oh, here we find out that Nolan was a uh, an intern for an him. Intern, yeah. That's how he got the IOI. Was yeah. by uh, he said he had all this knowledge on holiday and or holiday and turns out all he knew was how his coffee was made. Well, yeah, I love this. He's talking to holiday. He's like, you could do this and blah 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 blah. And he's like, it's a hell of a latte and just ignores this shit. Out. Just, yeah, <laughs> it's like you're a money grubbing piece of shit. I'm yeah. just gonna go back to my shit. So in this scene, he makes a Z makes a bet with the curator because he claims, you know, this is the only time Kira is mentioned in all the archives, and yeah. the curator's like, "Yeah, that can't be right." And he wins a bet and he flips him a coin. So he's got this little quarter. Yeah, just quarter. Yep. So Z and Artie set up a date to meet at this little dance club because it kind of coincides with the clue that. There's a leap not taken. Yep. So she brings him to this club where you like jump off into an abyss yeah. and like float around and dance. Before that, H H uh, gives him a reality check because he's so in love with Artie. But he's like, this could be some dude named Chuck who lives in suburban Detroit in his mom's basement. You know, <laughs> like you don't you don't know her. So, but yeah, they go to this dance club, start dancing. Irox there, kind of spying keep, uh, on. Uh, Oh, I love how, you know, the big-titted furry. We can't pass that. Oh, yeah, that took the picture of him? Yeah, I took a picture yeah. and sent it to oh, Iraq, mm-hmm. so he knew where to go. Yeah. This is uh, one of the <laughs> it's, scenes... It's sad to know that in the future there will still be furries. Oh, yes. This is the one of the scenes where we get to see the uh, limits of the X1 haptic boot suit as they're dancing. Yep, getting his dick felt up. Oh, yeah. She likes... <laughs> like all kinds slides between his legs and he's like can you feel that he's just like oh (laughs) (laughs) for pg-13 they really uh yeah went pretty sexual on that yeah um but z wants to meet in real life he kind of fucks up tells her his real name professes his which i rock hears yeah because he's spying on him and boom it's an ambush by the ioi so they got to start fighting their way um, out of Which, there. There are a lot of good action scenes in this. Yes, very well done. Um, but you got that Zemeckis cube. Which, yeah, he uh, decides to yeah. use it, which turns back time, 60 seconds. And, which uh, I wonder how that works if you're, like, doing something and suddenly, like, you're doing something you did already. Yeah. That's going to fuck with you. Yeah, I mean, it would be great if you were just finishing, you know, like busting a nut or something, and then you go back sixty seconds, like, oh, I'm gonna do it again. 
is amazing. <laughs> so they escape the ambush. Uh, Artie kind of gives him a wake up call. Like this, you know, you might think this is a game, but this is real for me. And blah 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 blah. Yeah, her uh, dad died in a loyalty loyalty center, center which yeah. we haven't talked about yet. We'll get to them. Um, but now Sorrento knows who Wade is. So we cut to the real world where Wade is being followed. Um, he gets a message from Sorrento. So, so he, he hops into Oasis and turns out he's a hologram inside the office of, you know, Nolan. Yep. Or Sorrento gives him an offer, basically four million a year plus twenty-five million for finding the egg, and I'm like, which is shit because it's a five hundred billion dollar fortune. Yeah, it's like here's ten bucks. Thanks, you know, <laughs> I'll flip you a quarter and kick you in the nuts. Yeah. yeah. So Wade's like, not a fucking chance. And he threatens him and he's like, I know where you are, Wade Watts. You, you're currently in this trailer, blah, blah, blah. Except he's not in this trailer. Because his little hideaway is like some van tucked under a bunch of other cars, you yeah. know, that are useless. Yeah. And uh, that's when he hears an explosion or he races back towards his house and Tries getting a hold of his aunt to get her out of there before, you know, he blows up. Which, this makes me terrified of drones. Yeah. Watching the scene where they're all just, like, flying around, like, placing yeah. bombs on the roofs and shit. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't hear that shit. Yeah, and you'd just be fucking dead. They blow up Wade's stack, basically. <clears throat> killing his aunt and his shitbag boyfriend, which probably deserved. Yeah. I mean, she did threaten to, like, kick him out. Because yeah. he borrowed her gloves. You stole my gloves. But uh, uh, also after this happens, Wade gets kidnapped. Yeah, which was a super creepy scene. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it when he sits down in his chair and then just the guy kind of like raises up from behind him. <laughs> <laughs> he was kidnapped by the good guys. Yeah, luckily. Yeah, he meets Artemis in real life, who is... Yeah. Samantha. And, uh, it's funny because uh, they have the whole scene where she's like, this is what isn't what I look like in real life and you know, you wouldn't know me and you wouldn't like me to be disappointed. Yeah. And it's like, she just has like one birthmark yeah. over her eye. It's so, like, I don't a birthmark. I'd still plow the hell out of you. Yeah, she has a birthmark. Like, ooh, big fucking deal. I got a mole on my ass. Sorry, I don't yeah. think you'd like me. You know, like, it reminds me of a have you ever seen the movie She's Out of My League with uh, Jay Baruchel? No. So he's dating this super fucking hot chick, and she's like, I'm not that hot. I have flaws. And she has, like, webbed toes. Oh. And he's like, that's it? That's what he's <laughs> Fuck like, it. Same fucking thing. <laughs> so. Um, Gives Artie... your confidence boost. I'll still come on him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's good that they meet, because Artie figures out the second clue when they're together. Um so the high five, as they call them, Z, Artemis, H, Daito, and Show, they go check out the clue, which is uh, it's in a movie. Because the one time Halliday went on a date with Karen, she wanted to go dancing, so they watched a movie. <laughs> I love that. What you want to do? She wanted to go dancing, so we watched a movie. <laughs> um, but the movie is <laughs> great. The Shining. Uh, H has never seen The Shining, doesn't like scary movies either, so yeah, we are transported into the Overlook Hotel, which I, I great, it was yeah. fucking 
spot on. Yes. Like I, I love, love that. Love this whole scene. They're literally in the shining. Um and H just has a lovely time there. <laughs> yeah, <doesn't>... Christ. <laughs> he fucks up like right in the beginning. He goes and follows the twins and yeah. fucking opens the elevator, blood everywhere. Yeah. They pass by the picture where, you know, in, in the movie it's fucking Jack. Yep. In in the picture, but it's this time it's Halliday and uh, Kira. Kira. Yep. So oh and he also finds room uh for 237. 237, yeah. Which I wrote down specifically old lady zombie titties. <laughs> you like see them for a split second. Half a second, yeah. And it's, That's a point. Ah, that is God a fucking point, sir. It. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, they figure out they need to go to the ballroom. Yep. And it's, Party figures out she's got to take the leap not taken, yep. which, which is... Jumping and yeah, jumping into a bunch of fucking zombies and hanging off them, trying to get to Kira. Yep. And when she gets to Kira, ask her to dance. That's the second key, which is the Jade key. So now they have the second, the final clue. IOI is hot on their fucking tails, though. Um, I love when they go back to the IOI headquarters. It's like, well, now we got to beat this challenge, and they show everybody just freaking out because they're all getting killed inside the Shining over and over again. Yeah. That's fucking great. <laughs> um, but they go back to their rebellion HQ and uh, they get ambushed by the Sixers there. They track the tattoo guy that kidnapped Z. Yeah. Samantha kind of sacrifices herself so Wade can get out and she gets transported to one of these loyalty centers, which is basically prison. Where you just work for IOI to pay off your debts yeah. and they keep putting more debt on you. As yeah. you're working for them. So, so it's like slavery, essentially. It's like student loans. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, uh, when Z's escaping, he meets, in real life, H. H. Who's not a guy. Not at all. No, It's, it's actually a, a woman. Yeah, it's a chick. Helen is her actual name. Her dad just called her H, so that's why H. That makes sense. Yeah. That's why I wrote her name is just the letter H in all my notes. All right. I didn't. That would have been a lot easier. <laughs> um, but along with H are Daito and, and Show. Show. And Show is this puny little oh. 11 year old. <laughs> yeah, 11 year old kid. Yeah. Um, Which they make a point of pointing out a few different times. Yeah. Uh, but at this point, they need to get to work because the Sixers have found the third challenge. Yep. And it is inside Anorax Castle on Planet Doom. Planet Doom. Which yeah. is the coolest fucking planet. It's just a battle royale all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. It's pretty badass. Um, Sorrento and his goons arrive. The last clue is an Atari 2600 game, but they don't know which game it is yet. So they got to go through all of them. But they have the Orb of Ossavox. Which we find out what that does at this point. Essentially, it sets up this magical shield that can not be penetrated and can only be turned off from inside the orb, I guess. By a spell. Um, I think I'm not 100% sure on this, but the spell that both Iraq and when they disengage it is Dothraki? No. <laughs> or, no? I, it is in the trivia. I can bring it up later if you'd like. 
Well, one more guess. Is it Klingon? No. Okay. So I will bring it up in trivia later, though. Yeah, I thought it was um, one of those two. It sounded like Dothraki. It, a little bit. And I don't yeah. even know Game of Thrones, but I know that's the language from there, and I've heard them speak. So, yeah. Um, we uh, get to see Wade and Daito in real life kind of do a shakedown on Sorrento, which this scene was cool because they like intercepted him like as he was leaving the oasis so he thinks he's in real life but he's still in the oasis and one and... thing about that is uh the guns they had i'm pretty sure those i like i said not 100 percent, but they look like the guns from boondock saints that would make sense it's either them or maybe devil may cry okay is one of the two. I was thinking yeah. dirty. I was thinking dirty Harry because the one was pretty big. But no, they're big ass makes, guns with the silencers. That makes way more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, they basically do this to help Samantha get out of her little prison cell, and they start a plan. Uh, Samantha gets out, and uh, she escapes up to Sorrento's office and gets in his rig. And uh, did you see some of his uh, history? He he had like fucking Kegel exercises in his history. It makes sense. Yeah. So uh, we go back down to Planet Doom. The orb is up. They have this shield. So Parswell puts out a big message to the entire Oasis universe for help. Yeah, he kind of rallies everybody. Yep. He's like, look, they're trying to fuck us over by screwing up Oasis and making it all corporate and shit. Yeah. So come here and help us kill him. Yeah. Essentially. H uh, activates the Iron Giant and help arrives. Yeah. And- I literally wrote down everything from my childhood happened yes. right then. <laughs> this is the scene where, like, you can just rewatch and rewatch and rewatch and just find different Easter eggs of all the characters, vehicles, weapons, just every little. The, the attention to detail in this movie is incredible. Just nostalgia dump. Yeah. Like, huge nostalgia dump. So, Samantha goes under as a sixer so she can get in into the game and help him out. IOI does figure out what Atari game it is, and it's called Adventure. Sam, as a sixer, is able to get inside the orb and with a little speaker drone, brings down Use, the orb. Yeah, uses a spell to down the orb so that's when this huge fucking massive battle ensues right before she does it though like sorrento and iraq are talking and they're like how long does this last and iraq's like probably like nine 99 million years so i think you're good and then it just <laughs> goes down <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just basically avengers assemble fucking attack you know yeah, this, of everything 80s. This battle scene's fucking awesome, too. Because as they're fighting one of the things, they uh, throw out, they're like, we, I'm out of ammo, I need something. And they, try this. And he throws it, and it's fucking, fucking Chucky! Chuck <laughs> <laughs> I love it how H throws it to him, and he just catches it, and immediately tries to stab him in the yeah. face like 90 times. <laughs> it's like, why would you throw this at me? Yeah. What if that would have ended right there? Just fucking zeros Just them out. Zero. <laughs> oh, God damn. <laughs> Fuck you, H. So Sorrento sees this happening. And he's like, 
Yeah, I could take this. He becomes Mecha Godzilla. Oh, I love it. And this whole time, as the battle's like raging on, fucking Daito's just kind of chilling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not like, doing shit. Nope. Like, <laughs> but, you fucking help, man. At around this point, he decides to uh, use the artifact that he won in the beginning of the game when they first showed Planet Doom, which was. Uh, it's a little glove, glove that it's a makes glove. you become uh, anything, any, any robot. For two minutes. Any massive robot you want to be for two fucking minutes. Yep. And Daito chooses Gundam. Which, which was badass. I don't know what Gundam was, so that's probably. You've never watched any Gundam? I've heard There's of like it. Eight series and like fucking a million episodes. Can't say that I have, but no. he uh does a good job, you know, kind of distracts Sorrento for a minute. Um, but he eventually zeroes out and uh Artie and H step in and take him out. You see what you used? What was that thing? I it's a fucking mad ball, dude. Mad balls, that's what they're called. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. With I was a like, Z. I, yeah, I'm like, I had a bunch of those. What the fuck are those called? I know. <laughs> um and then Show kind of takes down Iraq. Uh, like, well, takes his arm off at least. Yeah, and he starts just leaking treasure. Yeah. Because uh, apparently he has 10 years shit stored inside his body. <laughs> yeah. um, Wade helps Sam get out. And then... Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Now that I think about it, he has the equivalent of Japanese blood inside his body. Who, Iraq? Iraq has oh, the amount the of treasure that <laughs> Japanese people have blood inside their body. Yes. When yes. you cut them open, just like fucking pressurized yep. 70,000 gallons of blood. It's like any scene you've seen of like a, a slot machine where the coins just come rushing out. That's his, his fucking arm getting sliced yeah. off. Yeah. Um, but in reference to that, you know, go back and watch some of our uh, episodes that have Asian horror or yeah just like each of the killer that's a good one yes that's (laughs) yes uh parzval and show they reached the challenge they basically wiped out all the sixers that were there so yep he uses a holy hand grenade yep um but irock and sorrento show up and give him one final offer and they have this secret weapon called the cataclysm catalyst catalyst cataclyst okay and Basically, what this would do is just wipe out everybody and anything within range. On the planet. On the planet, yeah. Yeah, everybody on that planet zeroes out. Yep. So, Z and Sorrento have a little fight, but uh, Sorrento triggers the weapon and just takes out everybody. Wipes out everybody. Yeah. Which is a real, I mean, bitch move. Except. If you ask me. It is. But. Yeah. Parzival's still there. For some reason. Yeah. It's I wonder what it could be. Almost as if he had like a magic coin that gave him an extra life. He flips it in the air, you see extra yeah. life. Yeah. Which that really bugged me because in the book it was a way way cooler way of him getting it. There's yeah. a lot of differences in the book. Yeah. But uh I mean yeah. the challenges even. Yeah. So it's just Wade there, and he's playing the game. 
And he knows you don't have to beat the game. You it's just, just about having fun and walking around aimlessly and, you know, finding it's very whimsical. Yeah. And you find the first ever Easter egg, which is in that game. And, and you find that. this invisible dot and you bring it back to the beginning of the game. And it shows you. Then the you get to see game. the. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all the while they're doing this, they're driving around in H's van, and the uh, IOI guys are trying to find them, and they do at this point. So right as Z wins the, the third key, they get attacked by IOI in the van. Uh, so he's having trouble, you know, putting the keys in the holes because they're getting knocked around and shit. But yeah. he finally does, and uh, he gets he gets the egg. Well, he he gets offered a contract at first yeah. from Aranac. Anorak. Aranac? Anorak. Anorak. <laughs> yeah. And he says, this isn't how it's done. You know, this wouldn't be something you'd do. So he refuses to sign it. And that was just like this one little last test. Yep. And he gets transported to Halliday's old bedroom where he grew up and meets Halliday. Um, Young Halliday. <laughs> Like child Halliday and, and old Halliday, yeah, and uh, just kind of gives him the rundown of like, hey, this is this is yours now, and here's a big button that uh, if you ever want to shut everything down, you can press it. And he almost like, kills everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He almost gets knocked into destroys it. the backup servers and everything. Yeah, he like almost falls into it, and he's like, yeah, just just be careful not to press accidentally do that on your first day. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Sorrento gets to the van, has him at gunpoint, but that doesn't last long. He gets arrested, yada yada yada. And uh, Wade has the egg, Wade wins, yeah. and Ogden, everything good happens. Yeah, Ogden Morrow shows up, Wade kisses Sam. He uh, he decides to clan up and yep. the high five take over the oasis, essentially. Yep, they split the fortune. He does make a few changes. Um, he basically gets rid of the loyalty centers and um, IOI is in the crapshoot. Uh, he also sh turns off the Oasis on Tuesdays and Thursdays so people can actually get out and experience the real world. Live the real life. Yeah. And uh, that's where we end. Wade yeah, and, that's the end. Wade and Sam kissing and boom, that's it. That is Ready Player One. Yeah. So I guess uh, I should take over. Take her away. <clears throat> All right. Well, I absolutely love this book. And there was a lot of differences between the book and the movie, which some of them threw me off. But, you know, I'm not going to get all nerd rage about that. Yeah. I mean, I was disappointed, you know, like the first challenge is yeah. was supposed to be based on a D&D module. Yeah, how badass would show. that have been? Yeah, even having the school planet where you yeah. kind of see all that and you do you know, see that how, for like half a second though. You do see like a split this. second. Yeah. But yeah. Obviously this, you know, me being a huge nostalgia guy, this fucking, you know, got me erect, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Kept me rock hard throughout it, which was nice. It was uh <laughs> the music was great. The fucking storylines, great, you know, based on the amazing book. And 
yeah, I, I landed pretty high on this one. I went nine out of ten. Oh, all right. Jesus. It's a good movie. It is. And I, it's one I could just sit down and watch, you know, and not be, you know, I'd lose myself in it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, nine out of ten. Definitely worth a watch. So, nine out of ten. Nice. Yeah. I'm uh, going to be just under that. I'm going to give this uh, an eight Chucky Stabs out of ten. Oh. <laughs> I forgot um, all about that. But yeah, I I get why you're a little bit higher. You actually lived the eighties, you know, a little bit more than, than me. I'm, yeah. I'm not from the eighties, so I know this to me has a lot more personal meaning to you. But still, as someone that can learn and appreciate the eighties nostalgia, I love all of it too. All the little Easter eggs in this. Book is phenomenal. I could not put this book down. I, I, I spent yeah. you know four hours on my birthday finishing this book just because I could not put it down. Nice. Um, the CGI in there is really well. I mean, that's one thing I did appreciate about it as well as yeah. the CGI is smooth. It was it was nice to see what I was what I have in my imagination and read come to life, and I think it was really well done. It does suck that things had to get cut from the book or changed. I get that it happens for movies, but I mean, yeah, I don't want to be one of those pretentious assholes that say the book was so much better, but it was. I can only imagine how awesome this would have been if they would have developed it into like a, an eight episode series for Netflix. You know, they oh, probably that... could have, you know, gone into more depth, done that first challenge that was the D and D campaign yeah, instead of the, the race, making it a race. Yeah. Um, and how he got the extra life quarter. There was like a whole three pages in the book of how he got that. Yeah. He he stumbled upon this Pac-Man machine in a cave somewhere, and there was a quarter at the top that he couldn't take off. And then he beat Pac-Man, and then oh, I can have the quarter now. Yeah, that was his extra life token. So, um, but yeah. I mean, they did add in the curator, yeah, as more of a main part. I think that's why they yeah. did the whole bet thing. Yeah, yeah. Like like I said, there's so much in the book. That it's it was it would have been hard to just condense it into a movie, and I think they did a great job. I mean, it's Spielberg. Yeah, can't go wrong with him. So, which I'm surprised he didn't, you know, jerk himself off a lot more on that, and show like a lot more of his stuff. Yeah, there were a few references here and there of his work, but he didn't seem to, you know, have too much of a hand in it, which was weird. And then one other thing: great soundtrack. Yeah, soundtrack. Great crazy. fucking soundtrack. So, yeah, let's see what the critics say. Um, it's on IMDb. Is a seven point four out of ten. Okay. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it's certified fresh, seventy two percent, an audience okay. score of seventy seven percent. Yeah. Um, it had a bunch of Pretty award across the board. <laughs> yeah, it had a bunch of award nominations. Um, it did. Receive an Oscar nominee for Best Achievement in Visual Effects. Um, was nominated at the BAFTAs for Visual Effects. At the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films, it won the Saturn Award, which is the Best Science Fiction Film. And was nominated for Effects, Direction, and Music. Among a bunch of other, you know, small little award circuits, too. Yeah. So, as far as trivia goes... Do have a few things. A lot of the trivia that I could find is just about all the little Easter eggs. So it's just more reason to go watch the movie. 
as you were saying about the spell for the Orb of Asavox, the spell cast to use the Orb of Asavox is from the movie Excalibur in modern Irish Gaelic. It's Anal Nathrak Ortha Bahas Is Bethea Dusheal Dianama. Okay. Which means Serpent's Breath, Charm of Death and Life, Thy Omen of Making. Huh. So it's interesting. Gaelic. That's what it is. Okay. This in an interview, Steven Spielberg did say this was the third most difficult movie he's ever made in his career, behind Jaws and Saving Private Ryan. Wonder why? Yeah, I don't know. I I wonder how much direction he had behind the scenes when it comes to like the animated stuff. Yeah. So I I bet you that's where he was. I'm sure there's mocap and shit. Yeah. And I know I kind of remember this piece of trivia happening. This film was supposed to be released on December 15th, 2017, but it got pushed back to March. Do you remember why? No clue. To avoid competition with Star Wars Episode seven, Episode 8, The Last ah. Jedi. So I remember, I remember that happening. Like We were so excited. It's going to be Christmas, and then we're like, God damn it, we got to wait three more fucking months. Star Wars <laughs> cocksuckers. <laughs> So, like I said, there's not much more trivia. It's all just about finding the little Easter eggs in this movie. So go out and watch this movie. Highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, for sure. And read the book. I read. Yeah, the read the first. book. Actually, yeah, it's a lot darker. The book is too. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of uh, <clears throat> a lot of uh, yeah. Cut out the whole scene where Wade like shaves his body, moves to Detroit, and lives in a fucking uh, luxury suite. Yeah. With like super, you know, haptic vest and all that. And yeah. So it gets real dark for a minute there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just go out, read the book. And there is a sequel book out too. I'm trying to read it as well. Ready Player Two. You know. Yeah, I haven't bought it yet. So maybe there'll be another sequel movie coming in the future. But uh, yeah. they they were talking that it is in the works okay. right now. Sweet. But that's why I kind of want to read the book now. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. And also, go check us out on social media. Nice. Uh, (laughs) Facebook page is still active. We're just never on it. So, if you want to interact with us, hit us up on Instagram at uh, at mfabpodcast or our Gmail, mfabpodcast at gmail.com. We did actually get some recommendations from a listener on there. So, uh, we might have a... nice listener recommendation episode coming up here in the future oh yeah Um, yeah so go hit us up give us uh some feedback or suggestions whatever yeah if you want you can you know head on over to itunes or stitcher or iHeartRadio or i mean any podcatcher really except for spotify we're still working on that still working on that (laughs) we're getting closer though but uh hit us up on any of those and give us that you know, five star review. Let us know what we can do to make your listening experience better. Okay. It helps uh, us get seen, and you know, yeah. go ahead. I'm uh, I'm going to take this moment here to uh, just uh, break the news that I'm starting a podcast by myself, and uh, should be dropping here soon. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. I've got a title picked out. It's called Pick Ten. Um, it's going to be top 10 lists. That's something I love to do. Um, 
don't plan to do it just by myself. Gavin's probably going to be on it. I will invite him for a list. I'll invite other friends. And we'll fucking see. I don't go on other fucking shitty podcasts. Jeez, all right, fine. Fuck. But, uh, yeah, just a uh, way to kind of build up a network here. Just uh, yeah. be on the lookout for that. I'll uh, probably pitch that here in a couple other episodes, too. But, yeah, it's called Pick 10. Check it out. I'm glad you discussed this with me before we started recording I, today. No, I did not, but it just popped into my head. I'm like, you know, just a real, real dick move. Yeah, yeah. So, we support all of our shows here at uh, whatever network we're eventually building. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, any final thoughts on Ready Player One? Or are we uh, ready to wrap this up? Now read the book. That's what I got. <laughs> All right, same for me. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for us today. Thanks once again for joining us. We will be back again in the future. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Gavin. Thanks for watching and listening. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Next time on the MFAB Podcast, we discuss literally everything. So until next time. That's a wrap. Cut. <laughs> <laughs>